0: is the key. Um.
1: <laughs> wait. Wait, wait. Shh, shh. Hold hold on guys hold on hold on hold on hold on got no audio here we
2: go city
0: i'm in washington all right be quiet (laughs) we're
1: live good evening and welcome to the obelisk (laughs) we've already started without you guys uh tonight's guest is melissa dawn Originally born in Canada as a Gen Xer in the 70s, Melissa has spent her, her life collecting ghostly folklore. She recently moved to the U.S. to live with her amazing husband, and rest assured, she'll be investigating and gathering the local lore. Melissa, welcome. We miss you. Welcome back.
2: Yes. Hi. Thanks for welcome. having me back. Yeah, Thank it's been so a much. long time. <laughs> we had know. We had, times. we had to get over the chaos of 2020.
0: <laughs> whatever the, the first the chaos. three years
2: of hell <laughs>
0: yes indeed well i love that you have this new show and saw spooky
2: well you know i have to i mean i stop. i haven't podcast for a while so i'm rebuilding so guys it's i don't have the same audience i had before but hopefully it'll build up and i just i was all over the place i didn't know what i wanted to do conspiracy theory and i'm like melissa you just always collect stories so why don't you just do something like that and it's easy and it and you like it
1: (laughs) you built a really huge twitter file following
2: it's so political though it's not like most of the, my Twitter is so political and about politics. I don't know if that is. I mean, I sure I can get people from them, but I don't think that audience is very much into this. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it's highly politically charged. Most of my followers.
0: Hmm. You you have been all over the board, though. I mean, I think last time, weren't you doing like um, break uh, like talking about cults and all that?
2: Yeah, 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 it was, which was interesting to do. Uh, I mean, I had been researching personality disorders for a long time. Psychology was a big interest of mine, but it was, um, we got into it. I think, I think the whole 2020 and the pandemic and seeing a lot of stuff going on, just, I just wanted to look at how we're controlled and manipulated.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) And we are. (laughs)
2: Yeah absolutely uh, i mean and i mean i don't think we'll ever not be it's I'm, I'm not suggesting that we have to never be controlled but i think the control and influence can be more beneficial to us you know can be a, a you know a good influence rather than some nefarious crazy you know end of days sort of cult-like crazy
0: <laughs> well that's what we got going now i want to hear about this whole situation the stuff you can talk about, but I love that you're in America now. And what are your thoughts about being here? I mean, obviously you move for love, so that's a good thing. But (laughs) what are your thoughts? It's a kind of a wild time to be here. So
2: it is a wild time to be here, but I think it's the right time to be here. I'm obviously, I believe I'm here for a reason. Um, I'm obviously, I'm Canadian. I lived on Vancouver Island. It's different. Um, Living here is, there's not, you know what? culturally i'm not in some kind of culture shock it's not like moving to you know spain or i don't know somewhere else but america's just canadian is just so much more reserved and kind of docile america's like yeah everything's bigger right you know and they're very they have a a better national identity i think than canadians do and it's been interesting i mean i live in utah so like six or seven out of ten people are mormon here which is different but it's still um it's great i just wish that i could go visit my son who's in university he's all grown up now and last time i talked to you guys he was probably a teenager young kid but he's on his own and so the only thing that i'm i i sort of lament over is not being able to leave the country yet because i don't have a travel pass to go visit my son that's about it. Otherwise, I am not in a big culture shock. It's like, oh, you know, I was talking to Americans every day anyways, online, nonstop, you know, and I had a lot in common with a lot of Americans.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I like Utah, despite the church there, but I like the country there. And the state has... um it's unique compared to a lot of the rest of the states Mm -hmm. they are very much into their rights there so there are some places that are are wild here where there's a lot of really heavy control and um it's getting heavier so you are in kind of a good spot despite the mormon aspect
2: yes and i hear that it's sort of a hot spot for strangeness
0: Yes, there's all kinds of woo, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's Jerry, good. I saw
0: you were going to talk and I interrupted.
1: I forgot what I was going to say.
0: It was all in the same vein <clears throat> of what we're talking about. Melissa yeah, I, I was going to say,
1: there's not, not a lot of light between Canadians and Americans, culturally. I think you uh, guys talk weird, that's about it. Against. An A. <laughs>
0: I grew Aboot. up with I'm Aboot. from the north, a boot boot. I'm from the North, so where I grew up, we got Canadian TV. It was just normal. So red, green show, and all this yeah. all the Canadian stuff.
1: I grew up on uh, second city TV, sc TV like every every week I watch that show. I mean, yeah, Canadian comedy was a big chunk of my life. So it's always been normal
2: we, to me. you know that um Doug and Bob show, yeah, like you McKenna. know in Canada. You have to have like so much percentage be Canadian content like that's the rules that's the law that's how you have to do it and I think that's why you could correct me if I'm wrong that's why they created that show as a like mocking because they were wanting them have Canadian content they'll say okay we'll give you Canadian content so they created (laughs) that skit to be the Canadian content part of the show
1: (laughs) cuz I believe it was uh, was it CBC is that the public broadcasting up there
2: Mm, yeah. So that's, CBC
1: that's a... actually, that show was on CBC for a long time. It was like a public broadcasting show.
2: Yeah.
1: Er- uh, I know. 70s. I used to watch
2: it with my grandmother. <laughs> I watch. That's love like show. in the eighties, like long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and those are reruns.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know
2: the three channels with your rabbit ears.
1: Yep, yes. Yep, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we had, we had we had five in Chicago. Ooh.
2: Ooh, Ooh, we're (laughs) fancy. (laughs) We're fancy. That is fancy. That's fancy. So tell us about
0: collecting ghost stories for so long, because that's what what you're doing right now is retelling stories and getting into all this kind of fun stuff. I love that you're in this territory.
2: Well, um, I was actually originally born on the East Coast of Canada in New Brunswick, in a city called St. John, which is one of the oldest incorporated cities in Canada. And so I was, I lived in an old Victorian house and I was just surrounded by that kind of folklore and folktale. So I grew up interested in ghosts and the house I lived in had some paranormal happenings and strange stuff. And I was around a lot of strange stuff. So I think it just, I had a lot of collections and originally I started by des- in this sort of field before I even got into podcasting, designing uh, magazines for an online blog and writing for an online blog about paranormal and 40 and stuff. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to create an archive and just collect stuff's and I also have on my website of that archive, the place is called Ghostly Archives, ghostlyarchives.com. I also have a what's called The Vault, and it's a collection of stuff that I'd done in the past. So for people to use or access for whatever they want, and then put new stuff. But I've got a lot of stories that, you know, they're not, it's not like well-known stories, but it's, you know, maybe something new, a little fresher, uh, things that I've, heard from people or collected or recorded um, and it's sitting on my computer. And I thought, well, I'm in Utah and it's also a hotspot so I can keep collecting. And just, you know, maybe it'll be of use one day as some kind of, I don't know, historical or some kind of context for entertainment. I I don't know what it will become.
0: So as you're telling these stories um, and digging from your archive, that uh, so i haven't had a chance to check out i see you've got three it looks like up now
2: two yeah there's an intro the intro one there's no story there but i just have two up because i just started it so i have two stories up and i'm doing one but i also want to have some round tables so people can talk so it's not all just pre-recorded because i kind of pre-record them like so it's well edited and polished yeah. But I also want to have some roundtables that are more looser and you get to hear other people's thoughts and stuff like that. So maybe once a month, you know, it can be hard to get things scheduled out, but having people on and talking about whatever's in the now and then having the pre recorded ones kind of be stories from history or collections and a little mixture.
0: Yeah. I, I like I like where this is going a lot. And I've got you lined up to listen. I was just so busy in this week trying to get my okay. own stuff done. But I would well, first of all, I was excited to see that you're back, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Melissa's back.
2: I'm back. And,
0: and so uh this kind of stuff I love a lot. Are you going to uh have guests on so you're doing round tables, but are you gonna actually have some guests like one on one? we can interviews and all that
2: either round tables or guests you know anybody who has um, a book or anything they want to promote or come on you go to the website ghostlyarchives.com and the the contact email information is all there so either which way we can stream it live i have a good following on x so i can share it and most of the exposure is going to be on x i don't know if you guys found it but youtube is just atrocious these days i can't get like uh, uh, it, uh, my channel's just sort of it's not it just can't get the the numbers that it used to it's so bizarre but I get you know like my I had a guy talking about UFOs on a f- about a month ago before I started this up and we got like 6,000 views so it was oh, nice wow. because of I shared around yeah I shared it around in some groups and some people that I know and you know it just gets that exposure. So I'm gonna be, if I do the show, do you guess it's live stream, we'll get it up on X because I know we won't be censored.
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. I left Twitter when it was still Twitter and I don't think I'm going back, but I I had to move. I don't use, I've never used YouTube. This has been the only real outlet. I mean, I have my old channel, but I never did anything. I finally went to like Rumble So I'm testing that out. I mean, just recently. I'm testing it out. But I kind of like the free-for-all at BitChute. And at Mm -hmm. BitChute, you know, I listen to a lot of music. And all those same music channels I like are on BitChute. And there's no commercials. So I don't know. The the comment section, BitChute's crazy, though. It's like early, reminds me of early YouTube where the comments are just crazy trolls everywhere on Pitchute.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember when YouTube was new and you could only do like 10-minute videos. But the cool thing about YouTube then is you could do response videos. That was cool.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Mm. It's so sad. You know, there's a a sadness in my heart over how wonderful YouTube was through the years and it served so such a greater purpose. And now it's just, it's really just And then Google bought it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: Do no evil. Right. Yeah, right. They
1: they abandoned that about five years ago.
2: Oh, I bet. They were like, let's get rid of this tag before we push the pandemic.
1: <laughs> Something. Yeah, <laughs> and they, it's and push it they did.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Cool. So demons.
2: Oh yeah, that was a podcast I just did, by the way. And apparently Nish, we're all on to demons right now.
0: My, um, a show I do called Prima Donnas of the gutter. We just did, um, and that's up on rumble and then we're on Instagram too. I think we have 700,000 people on Instagram. It's it's over 650. Um, which is bizarre I don't even manage the account Amy D does but I was just like oh my god how'd she do this anyway so um yeah we just did a whole hour and a half film style feature on possession and demons play of course the big they were the main stage of it in conjunction with some of these movies that came back out so like the reboot of the omen that's coming and um the exorcist which it was a letdown by the way and it led into just this whole extravaganza that we did and i love this subject melissa i love Possession. I love talking about possession. I love talking about what are demons and the different ideas of demons through different cultures that include things like hungry ghosts in Japan. And, you know, like all these different aspects of disincarnate beings or angelic beings turned dark, elves turned into orcs. You know, there's so many correspondence that goes. Uh, there's so much correspondence that goes along with the idea of demons. What, in your digging around, and of course you've got a deep well of knowledge on all this, uh, what sparked that for you? Was it more than just the season or? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, you know, I wasn't raised religious, and I started to realize that most people weren't. You know, and it's sort of declining in our society, and I'm not suggesting that people be like some austere religion or go back to like the 1500s by any means. And I, and I was looking at the way sort of society is decaying. And I thought like, are we like possessed by demons? Like has Satan really tricked us? So (laughs) I started to look at stuff and what they actually believed and reading books. And there's a lot of podcasts out with like priests and stuff like that today, talking about possession and exorcism in a very serious way. And I just started reading this book from Father Vincent Lampert about it. And I, you know, I've seen all the movies, but I want, was like okay no no it can't be as extravagant it's got to be way more subtle than that and I'd had a lot of and this is no insult to people who are doing the occult I've done I did a podcast on occult for years the secret door and I just had a lot of crazy experiences with certain people that was like i can't even explain but that something weird was they had something weird on them or something weird was going on i i don't know but i thought you know what is going on and i thought you know a lot of people don't even know they just see demons in movies and i, and I thought well i'll do a little 101 and i had this story from the 70s that someone had told me about a demon that attached itself to this catholic girl and i thought well I'll do a little demon 101 and tell this story because i feel like i don't know it, I mean, it may amount to nothing, but if I don't start and, you know, no, 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 we're going to lose all that history that, and I know people think what Christianity is linked to the way things are today. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it is. So I, I thought, well, I'll just sort of revive or write about it and talk about something that is really basic, like 101, like your basic foundation of what a demon is, how they possessed you, what are the hierarchies, what did they believe is under God, and and go from there.
0: So were there things that you found in your digging around with this that surprised you?
2: Well, you know, that the idea that like you can sell your soul and the devil can give you go, you know, go to Georgia and give you contracts, and- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's that's kind of false because apparently i didn't know you actually can't sell your soul you don't own it it's under the dominion of god i never realized this so you're never selling your soul to the demon they're just basically messing with you and breaking you down hoping to turn you away from god and renounce Him. so i didn't know that you couldn't sell your soul i had no idea that's and that's
0: how... interesting is that in catholicism or is it also in lutheran
2: well it's... i i I listened to a Catholic priest was talking about that when that, so it's in Catholicism for sure. I don't know about Lutheran.
0: Well, I'm like you, I wasn't raised in in Christian at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so uh, everything I've learned, I've had to learn the hard way, like you're learning and late. (laughs) So I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up.
1: I was raised Catholic and yes, you cannot sell your soul cannot be damaged yeah. taken away from you disconnected from etc it's a permanent fixture of which you have yes. no control
2: and i mean i was baptized um anglican and so i i wasn't raised going to church in that structure i had a chaotic childhood, chaotic life, but I still am influenced by Christianity because we were still in a Christian nation. That's yeah. And now I'm seeing it fade and I'm going, oh, obviously I'm not doing my part.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. And so I've been familiar with Christianity all along, but I was never, I married a Catholic man and, um, we're no longer married, but I remember the first time I, I talk about the Midnight Mass I love on Christmas Eve. Oh, my God, I love it so much. But I didn't even know how to cross myself properly. So I remember the first time everyone's getting out to do the whatever, the communion and all this. And I got out and I crossed myself the wrong way. And my mother-in-law's like, no, no, it's the other way. and then also it's so funny i was thinking about this my house is filled with madonnas i love the mary and i love the madonna and i have big huge antique angels and stuff like from the 16 1700s and i'm obsessed with catholic stuff for sure but i the one of the first pictures i ever bought was madonna and child floating in the in the clouds and i didn't know who she was so and I'm, i was a teenager and i was just looking for something lovely in this apartment i you know to to decorate and it came out of a catholic mission and it's actually it turns out it, it's still over where i sleep it's really rare and i've only encountered one other ever and i collect this stuff but I was like, oh, she's gorgeous. I want her. And they said, oh, that's the Madonna. And this is in the 80s. I'm like, that's Madonna. <laughs> and mm-hmm. That's You're
2: like how, Material, girl. Girl, that is how <laughs> ignorant
0: I was to the Catholic stuff. And I was thinking about that story just this week and, and reiterating it to a friend of mine, how ignorant I was towards all that. But I had this. I had this I I've always had this, I don't know what it is, connection to the Madonna. and I as I've learned now, Mary is a title like Cleopatra's a title like Merlin's a title, Mary of Aradia or um, Mary of this it's in the seventh Cleopatra that everyone talks about. like I'm deep in this now. now I can talk about right. it. but well, I did not know that i had no idea about any of this and so it's fascinating another thing that i learned digging into the bible in the last few years is how absolutely witchy it is
2: yeah there's i noticed that about even mormons and stuff in here there's a lot of occult involved in it they they kind of like you sort of to not know that they don't say that but i'm like hmm that's interesting certain symbols i see and
1: imagine how much more occult it was before it was all homogenized
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Well, have i'm you ever...
0: obsessed with their baptism of the dead
1: so have you ever talked to micah dank or listened to any of his stuff
2: no About micah hank
1: micah dank dank
2: micah like, dank like, oh no i haven't
1: like the dank memes i like the way melissa <laughs> said that
2: i'm like no sorry no i had to
0: see your face it was genius
1: <laughs> so, his whole thing is that the bible is an encoded astrotheology manual wow that's pretty interesting i don't know if I, it is i don't know if i buy it but it's interesting for sure oh We've...
0: i think it's tied in Jar. i do think he does a really good job and yeah, it. It, absolutely it's... It's hard to not see it once you see it. Yes.
1: I'm not saying it's not that. I'm just saying that's not the only purpose of it. I think it's multifaceted.
0: Yeah, that's his thing. And that's the thing. I. Yeah. It, it is not just an astronomical guide. Yes. It's not. But he he puts it out there that that's its purpose. And I, I definitely have to step and go, Mm-mm. but it is a very intriguing layer yeah. to the canon. For real.
2: Well, I certainly, I would believe that that it would have multi-purpose use. It's like the iPhone of its time, right? You know, yeah, like than... it's going to have more than one use and not trying to trivialize it by comparing it to an iPhone, but, you know. Why is this not streaming? Is
1: it not streaming? I don't know. I'm getting like a...
2: So, you know what? Okay, guys, this is really weird, but me and my husband have been having weird talks and about stuff all day and things have been chopping up nonstop every time someone phones me and starts talking about weird stuff today and I thought okay that's interesting <laughs> it's happening all day long just today and I also once I started writing on demons I don't know if you're still streaming it doesn't matter no, but no. once I started writing I write I wrote a blog so there's a companion blog to the actual podcast so i was writing and i was doing all the stuff and composing it and editing it and that night i started hearing someone walking up the stairs which i've never heard before and i thought okay so what you start doing this stuff and things show up to freak you out i was just like get out of here you
0: (laughs) that you know one of the passages i like um, it, the The whole section of Luke 11 is very interesting, but the one pa- famous passage, and it depends on the version of the, the, you're reading from, but where it casts out one, but seven more come back in. So it's mm-hmm. a le- Luke 11, 26 and talking about demons. And um, I have always thought, wow, this is I mean, this is scary. So it's like there's a whole parable going on with that whole Luke eleven situation, but it's almost like, like, um, not doing a proper parasite cleanse. If you're just getting rid of the adults, and you don't get rid of the whole situation, then they just embed themselves deeper into your flesh, and the the whole problem gets worse. And yeah. looking at the idea of possession and this luke eleven twenty six is very important with that idea it just seems like this this idea this theme is such a deep parable in our collective i mean you know we're talking 2000 years here and i did not know about that being a bible passage until you know just you know not that long ago a couple Three years ago or something and it it really made it a little bit scarier too. thinking about the exorcist exorcisms how one gets rid of these things and the connection between the idea of parasites and that you've got to be extra vigilant when you're dealing with these things because there is this kind of thing it's literally in the bible be careful yeah.
2: Yeah. And they can, you can think there's just one and then there's many and they can, I always say like they kind of tag team and switch <laughs> out. And I mean, they're, 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 they're you know, they're not, they're not omnipotent. They're not God, but they are immortal. So they've got lots of time and energy to mess with you.
0: Yes. And, you know, of course they're tricky. And this whole idea of, um, you know, trying to find the name and, you know, getting the name so you have power over it, so you have dominion over it or jurisdiction do over think, it.
2: By, do you think you need to do that though? Do you think that might make you more intimate with it and you might not want to know anything about it?
0: Well, personally, I don't know, but I know that that's in, that's in some of the um, literature about casting right. them out. So I don't know, but I do know that from say other other stuff that touches upon this territory knowing this knowing the name the, the the real name they go by so there's like this secret name so you might know this I mean from occult from cults and stuff and and in the occult the good side of it as well as the bad side of it that one takes on when you're initiated you take on a new name and that's the private name within the order and right. and so that's the name that would hold power over you say rather than your common name and so if you're thinking about this and as far as demons which are break down into all these orders you know kings and princes and they all have legions of their own and dukes and all this stuff it would be interesting the idea that knowing its name so you can directly deal with it seems not necessarily more intimate, but I can see how the demon or the entity would use that to create an intimacy to then try yeah. and finagle its will over yours,
2: yeah, or or like it kind of reminds me of like a Sith Lord. <laughs> you know they they get their they get their little evil name, and that's forever who they are. And that's where they get their power from. yeah, it's it's that's interesting because. This whole, the other thing with the name is if you start speaking their name too much and you put it out there, it, I think it gives it power. You know, people will repeat it and other people will hear it and everyone will go, ooh, ah, you know, give them attention.
0: Yeah. And, and of course, that's, you know, that's part of what they want. But what, well, and, you know, we're in different times too, like the, I've never seen so much attention in my life go towards all things demonic and dark as i have in this in our lifetimes you know because we're you know, we all gen x here what yeah. are you thinking about that i mean you know the vatican's done whole exorcisms over whole villages and stuff spraying <laughs> holy water from helicopters <laughs> and stuff and i'm sure yeah. you encountered all this that there's an epidemic of sorts
2: there there certainly is and i was even noticing this when i was i was talking back in 2017 that the request for exorcisms is up and i I personally think it's because we're really empty we're like turned into this consumerist religious cap i'm I'm not against capitalism but it's more corporatism you know (laughs) like it's like shaking over and we feel empty and i think there might there is crazy stuff here and we have so much mental health problems we're doing more mental health stuff than ever and we've got more problems than I've ever even heard of and I I I do think we've allowed with our culture revolutions and sexual revolutions you know we've pushed it to a point where we've allowed things to come through and and people have this need for something spiritual but i think the problem is and this is the one thing that the the um priest was saying that i was reading his book and listened to his interview is everybody focuses on the demon and everybody focuses on the scary part and how scared they are and and they forget you're supposed to focus on the light of God and Jesus. Like that's what your that's why the demon can get there in the first place. So everybody's focusing on this nihilistic, crazy world we lived in because it's it's convincing. It's there. It's even even if it's not even real. Even if we're in a simulation, it's it's convincing. Pain hurts. Things suck. And because we don't have that religion, a lot of people are just throwing it away for materialism. They don't really know that they're supposed to look at the light and love of god to help them not have all this stuff and negative stuff around and we just aren't taught that
1: i would argue on purpose we're not taught
2: that yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense to anybody out there listening but
1: it does and i think that that a big part of that is because of materialism and science that (laughs) Education is thought of as a scientific endeavor, and religion, you know, plus the whole separation of church and state, they just keep it separate. So there's no discussion of that kind of thing in, in school at all, unless you go to a private school or a religious school. Yeah. Like, I, I went to Catholic grade school, so I got to learn all that crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean, I think there's an, a good balance. Like, I think if you're in a household, that's so extremely religious, you in harsh, you can't even be yourself. That's not good either. you know, I mean, really God, you know it should be about that God loves you and and you're going to be forgiven and you just have to have some good morals and be good and serve your community. If, if it's too harsh, then I think it works the the same way as if you're too lenient and too progressive or too liberal. like you could go either which way and it would not work. It's just mm. it's about balance, really. Yep
1: nature abhors a vacuum
2: it sure does but yeah it's um I I was I was never taught religious stuff although I I I got it from literally I got it from movies I got anything religious from movies the only reason I know how to do this is because I watched this Nuns on the Run movie, where they'd go spectacles <laughs> testicles, wallet, and watch. And I remembered that from a damn, from a movie. That's that's why I know it. So I didn't learn anything from any serious theologian. I learned it from Hollywood, and most of it's not re- true.
1: I think the first time I heard that was Austin Powers.
2: <laughs> that that's funny. testicles,
1: He's, wallet, and watch.
2: They they stole it from Nuns on the Run.
1: Nuns on the Run. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's See. got Eric idol in it. It's a British movie.
1: Yeah. I from <laughs> the 70s. I I vaguely remember it. But I I yeah, anyway. I just I remember that more from Austin Powers.
2: That's funny. But yeah i think a lot of us know like same with watching the exorcist and the exorcist is probably the original one i didn't watch the new one because i I knew i was going to be disappointed but it's probably pretty close i mean it's probably going to give you the most honest even though if it's not totally 100 percent, it's going to give you a more honest perception because it was written by a guy who was a devout catholic and was having a conflict within himself
1: but i thought bladdy came out years later and said it was made up
2: the, well, it, I don't think that it means that the possession was factual, like it that the possession was real. But he was a Catholic, so he had beliefs. You know what I mean? Like he had beliefs in what possession was, so he would have put that into his book.
1: Absolutely, I'm. A, I'm <clears throat> that was a good example of it. However, I'm just saying that I thought I thought later in his life he came out and said that 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 that, that it wasn't an actual possession, like it was. It wasn't based on a true story or anything
2: i probably wasn't yeah. although there was a young boy that was supposed to have been possessed at the time yes like in the 50s or something mm. and i think they really ascertained that um he had been sexually abused by an aunt or an aunt that had died but again that What's you could difference? say it's, it's it's a symptom but it's also uh, when you're abused it's it's it acts as an entryway for stuff
1: We just got a super chat. Thank you, Dave. From Dave Paxton.
2: Hey, Dave.
0: I love Dave. With a
1: question that I don't understand, so I'll ask it anyway. What do you think about the widespread Cluster B personality disorder problem? And is it possible to fix it? What is Cluster B personality disorder?
2: Cluster B personality disorder exists of narcissism, borderline personality disorder, psychopathy, and histrionics. I think it's the four personality disorders. Uh, I'm sure they've all been around, but I think because our culture is mostly based on consumerism, I think Mm. narcissism, just in general, we have more narcissism, and I think technology drives it too. So uh, it is out of control, but I think it's because people are becoming more narcissistic they um i mean a lot of these personality disorders come from abusive family backgrounds and then those people go on to behave that way to their children and behave that way to their children or behave that way to their spouses and it just spreads and people are talking about it now and it's actually been identified i don't think it was ever identified so clearly before as it has been in the past 15 or 20 years
1: but are the the ultra progressives wanting people to accept it and normalize it that's
2: some of them are yeah that's
1: probably a bigger problem
2: you often see borderline groups online who will go i'm i just borderline is just i just get upset once in a while and if all if borderline was only that then we wouldn't have a problem but it's not that it it, they're actually thinking that because most borderlines are female they think that borderline personality disorder might actually be the female psychopathy female psychopaths although the there are some males who exhibit that but I mean they can make your life a living hell almost like they were a demon really and it's in abundance and I think we just have a bigger populations more crowded more people and it's been identified and people are talking about it so we're seeing it more and identifying it more I have people in my family Uh, that are diagnosed with personality disorders and it is not fun to live with people who are totally unaware that their behavior is crazy and damaging and and they're not going to do anything about it so tough luck on you it's it's um and I don't think it's new I think they've been around I mean Hitler had um the dark triad Stalin dark triad they've got um psychopathy narcissism and machiavellianism they got this like triad of horrible personality that makes them into these super evil george Soros is probably like that <laughs> probably. so i don't think it's new <laughs> i just think we're discussing it and it's out there and so maybe when it's out there it multiplies more and we're also more permissive we accept mental illness as more sympathetic t- today, and sometimes there's some mental health issues and behavior issues that we shouldn't be sympathetic with because they're purposely manipulative and doing it on purpose, and they know they are
0: 100%. Yeah, uh, do you know who Jerry Mar-Zin- Marzinki Marzinki Marzuli? No, Marzinki. No, I don't know. <laughs> So he worked in the field forever. He's got all the credentials and he was in the baddest of the bad mental facilities. And he's really blown the, this out of the water with, um, the fuckery that goes on with the psychological typing of people and its origins, but I'm not going to get fully into that at all. And I'm going to have him on the cosmic salon soon. Um, mm-hmm. but it is, It's, you know, when we're seeing things like calling pedophiles minorly attracted persons and normalizing it and making that something we should feel bad for and therefore carving a place in society for them and all that, this is an agenda. That's an agenda. And that's not real psychology. Psychology is in bed with other agendas to create this level of disruption you
2: you know you almost got to wonder if (laughs) these people like everybody's not just possessed by some crazy spirit themselves like how everything like they are they're inverting everything good is bad bad is good um you have to accept abusive behavior you have to accept that these people are victims it's like i'm i'm sorry you're an adult now it, 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 maybe you were victimized when you were young but just because you were a victim when you were young doesn't make it okay for you to be a pedophile it doesn't make it okay for you to you know be an abusive psychotic parent you know it doesn't make it okay for you to be an alcoholic who drives and kills people like we should we should know this you know and in, in, a, in a morality and religion is supposed to remind us about this but people seem to just be like anything goes whatever yeah it- And and see, from
0: my experience, from where I come from with demons and all this, I have firsthand been around them. I have seen firsthand possessions. And it's like when I had my Sasquatch experience, I didn't believe in Sasquatch. I didn't think about it. Then I had my experience. Now I know that shit's real. And so I have had a long-term relationship with whatever that is, whatever those entities are. And for a long time, I didn't understand what they were, their signatures in people around me within others and walking amongst us. And when I finally came to terms with it, and I think there was some denial about it. Also my naivete, having not been brought up in a world where I wasn't brought into that kind of language not being brought up christian and so they're real and the full integrated possession that i witnessed and it is beyond crazy and a whole bunch of people got to experience that and it took years and years. it took decades to for her to get to that point. But she got there and her core personality was absolutely gone. I learned from the church that it's called full integration and um, I don't know what happens to a soul. I don't know what happens, but she was gone and you were always dealing with with that thing and that thing could have unbelievable power and strength and um i i don't even know where to go with this story i will be telling it at some point but i'm still traumatized from it and it's been a long time oh. she's now dead it it took her oh. you know took her and she made the national news and so wow. um but i've seen it i see it subtly i know the stench of it I know the yeah. stench of it. And and this is the thing, when people start poo-pooing this type of, these energetics, these beings, it's like I was with Sasquatch prior. I just, I guess if you don't know the signature, then you don't know. But these yeah. beings are real. They're real.
2: Yeah. Well, I had a friend and she had done some podcasting with me before and we parted ways because I didn't really just like what was going on in her life I I won't say any names and I won't get specific but I had this one encounter with her she used to do like um, exorcisms herself no training no nothing she wouldn't require anyone to have like a real priest is going to get you to go do a full medical psychological evaluation make sure that everything's okay and she just went in there like I'm the magical person and of course you never that priest would never do that. A priest knows that Jesus or wh- whoever is really doing all the work, but she was doing a lot of these exorcisms. And when we were podcasting, she would phone me and try to take up like all my time. Well, I, I know I'm working two jobs and mom, and she she was just really manic a lot. And I started to just, noticed like weird things kept happening around my house. When I had her in podcasts like just weird, strange things kept happening. And one day she was phoning me on the phone and she wanted to talk for hours and hours about whatever manic topics she had and about her exorcisms. And while we were talking, the phone started to cut out. There was this garbled noise. And I thought, well, I'm losing reception with her. And it was garbling and funny. And um, all of a sudden this weird voice, like she was gone this weird voice came over, and it was like growling, like a, like a demon, and I couldn't even believe it, I thought, was there like a tower here, or something's going on, and I thought, well, it could be like a tower, but it was saying stuff, and telling me to die, <laughs> like it wasn't even her voice anymore, and I thought, okay, well, I think Linnea's not here, excuse just said her name, sorry, I think she's not here, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> whoops, Um, I'm gonna let you go, and I hung up, but strange things kept really happening and it happened another time now I've never had that happen with anybody else on a phone call but with her it happened twice and she was doing all these exorcisms Mm -hmm. on people and I was like oh my god I'm like this is really insane it happened twice that this voice this everything went all garbly and disconnected and this weird voice came over almost like on another line and then when I got her back she was like what happened and I'm like um okay I, I don't know <laughs> if I can talk to you anymore this is creepy but she came to my house and we had uh, my my landlord who lived upstairs had a German shepherd beautiful kind never aggressive with anyone and it was baring its teeth and going crazy at her and she's like what's mm-hmm. wrong with your dog and I was like what's wrong mm-hmm. with you because it's scared <laughs> of you and I'm like and weird things have just been on the phone and she and then before we stopped talking I just end it all because there was weird. She was in relationship with a some sketchy things, and I didn't like it. She phoned me and said, "Yeah, I think some things are attached to me from doing exorcisms." And <laughs> I said, "Well, you shouldn't be shouldn't be doing exorcisms because you're not properly trained, and you're not you don't have a team of people helping you, and you're just on your own." And um, I said, "Maybe you should start like she fasted all the time." I said, "Maybe she eat some food and get some strength." And she just didn't like my response, and she hung up, and we never talked again. That was it she ended the friendship because i wasn't sympathetic and i didn't want to talk about her demon i'm like no you know what you got to go i was like because you shouldn't be doing exorcisms because if they're attaching to you you're doing something wrong it was it was freaky it was a freaky thing so i after that i'm like i think i believe in this stuff and that was probably about four years ago three or four years ago
1: <clears throat> i think that happens to a lot of people who decide they want to be something like uh Re- reiki master you know they they pick yeah. up a lot of crap from people that yeah. way. Yeah. So
0: there's a the see this you're making such a good point here, and this is what's bothered me about a lot of stuff that goes on in this. I'm gonna just say genre loosely, where people think they can just go head to head with this stuff. First of all, we're dealing with very old and well fed entities, whatever they are. And, uh, and then they're disincarnate. And so they're, they've got an advantage over us because we can't actually, it's like gas, you know, like you can't see them or smell them sometimes, but Mm -hmm. you can feel them. And, uh, and, and the playing field, I just don't think is, is fair. So why would you open yourself up to it? There's nothing that would make me want to be an exorcist now i have been i'm fascinated by it and i i study it and i have um you know i have the handbook for spiritual warfare through the catholic church thank you rose out there for that and uh, that's for this kind of thing and i look deeply into all this i feel it and i know it but i'm aware that that whole one out seven in principle from luke 11 26 right is at play i'm aware that trickster aspects are at play and i'm aware that parasites in general have hooks and they hook into you and how can you trust and and then the hubris the sheer hubris of thinking you can just handle this without training is ridiculous and uh, and all the people I've seen that play around in these arts if you look at their lives they're in utter chaos they're usually really sick all the time there's bad shite happening to them um, accidents here and there health issues all kinds of trouble and this is a sign to me that they're they're, it's dirty work. They're not clean. They yeah. don't know how to do it. And and again, Melissa, I think this gets down to folly. And we could blame Hollywood for this folly, like making you think that you could actually do something like that. This is different than saging your room. This is different yeah. than cleaning out the energy in your house. You should be doing that anyway and uh but when we're talking about disincarnate intelligent sentient beings that have the upper hand on you uh,
2: you know fire yeah. beware be be aware and you know when you described the chaos and the sickness i mean that's literally that was that's you just described my friend 100 percent. that's how i and she people like her like she's popular you know she she i th- i suspect she is a bit of a narcissistic personality because people are very gravitated to this persona that she projects out i'm like yeah well it's a mess behind the scenes trust me i've known her for a while and I, I, that's why i was just like yeah you know what anytime you want you can go because i'm not i'm not doing this stuff where people call me and and demons show up on the phone like I and people said well maybe it was the tower in your area going mad I said you know what I'm willing to accept that that's a possibility the only thing was is it was only with her it was only those two times while she was doing those exorcisms and I've never had it happen with anybody else on any conversation I've ever had on my phone ever again so
0: who knows it's real And, and I don't understand why it's so cool everyone's made this really cool and that's another thing that looks to me like there's a lot and we could call these by other names too archons and all this other stuff but it's like all the, it's like cool it, you know you're yeah. like the cool kids do this now and I'm wondering mm-hmm. like is that part of the bigger thing going on here is that part of the uh the 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 I guess I don't even want to say this but is that part of this infection that's going on with these things that there's Mm -hmm. so many now that that it is it's almost like it's more of them than us and that's what it feels like to me and i I, my language is kind of failing here because
2: well yeah
0: carry on
2: i i think there's just been so many avenues allowed to open for them to enter you know and like you said, you try to take out one, seven, show up and you, you know, you've got all these wound like all this people are talking and focusing on their pain and me and I'm not my gender and I don't have this and I don't have that. They're not even focusing on what's good in their life or they're happy with or what they should appreciate or anything these days they're just complaining about all their problems and i need a psychologist i need this and i understand the need for some of those things in therapy but everyone seems to be hyper focused on it and very nihilistic and i think there's just been so many entryways open not even just with individuals but within our own structures i don't know maybe the elites intended it that way maybe people are doing crazy rituals way above up in the echelons of crazy illuminati i have no idea but there's so many avenues opened it's so easy to get in it's just like a free-for-all i mean back in medieval times like we're so free with what we are able to do we we always think it's always been this way but i mean a long time ago if you had sex out of marriage. It was a bad thing because you could actually there's things you could do and if you were messing up and not behaving the way society needed you crops could fail you could kill everybody you know it was important to keep some rigid rules for survival and now we just seem to think like whatever you know everything's open You can be whatever you want and you can just change, you can, hell, you can change your gender. You can, you know, and there's all these mental illness let's not even talk about the drugs that they're handing out and the chemicals that they're putting on us, like, and the crazy stuff that's messing people's minds up. And there's just so many avenues for this to come in. It's, it's almost insane. And, and our whole system is doing it.
0: Well, that's why this is looking like a version of, of hell, like, um, you know, like Dante's Inferno or something where the, the scape is very hellish out there and it's, you know, it's definitely top down, but look at, look at how fentanyl, look at people all high in fentanyl. These people look demon zombie, like Mm -hmm. they're bending and contorting in ways you can't imagine. And now they've got, there's whatever is in there that's eating their flesh up and I have just seen and I put some of these photos in that prima donnas of the gutter episode just absolutely completely ghoulishness where there's you know bones showing and all that and they're walking around they're still doing it now we know this was all set up that a lot of people didn't even get on fentanyl But for the hard way, they were buying, you know, marijuana and it was laced with fentanyl or they're buying whatever crack and it had fentanyl in it. There's been a whole agenda here that one could say is has a genesis out of whatever these dark entities are, whatever these things are that have taken control and are running amok in our experience in the outer world. And alchemically, the vessel has cracked. This is not a, the vessel's not sealed. And so this is a, it's a very bad landscape right now. My bird's green. <laughs> so there, there, there's all that at play too. And I do yeah. think that when, what you were saying earlier is, is, is so poignant because when we allow ourselves to open up our sacred holy system, our holy temple, our body, right? in in ways that bring in these things and it could be a myriad of ways it could just be having all this casual sex with strangers or it could be just drinking yourself to death or uh, you know what whatever it is you're opening your system up for these things to enter in, and they just enter in slowly and subtly. And this is the thing that the Catholic Church has always brought into focus with it, is how subtle it is, and that, and the, why, of course, their routine for what is what is a demon possession, what's not. Have we have we checked out? Are they mentally stable? Were they mentally stable, etc.? Were the drugs involved? All this other stuff. And I'm just using the Catholic stuff as a template. But if you're looking at someone that was a really great person and then somewhere along the line something happened and then they started making really bad choices and then, you know, deeper into depression and more bad choices, this is very parasitical. This is is something that's going on internally. And that is the signature of a demonic possession in the beginning.
2: Yeah. And you're right. It's so it's so subtle, like there's stages. And I, I outline pretty much really simple, like things like that. Like you start with infestations, like like little knocks. And it almost is like, oh, you've got little paranormal activity happening or just it, it it's like a nothing. Or like one of the the story that I tell in my podcast, it actually shows up as a dream and avoid some kind of figure giving her good advice at first. And then it sort of does that little, you know, bait and switch and starts telling her mean things then in her mind and saying bad things once it's got her kind of lured in. You know, it, it's so subtle and and if you're not aware. you 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 can miss it you can just think and ignore it and next thing you know you're depressed and like it goes infestation then it goes oppression then you're feeling down and you just think well you know depression happens and and our 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 society will just tell you well you're depressed so here's some medication you know no you know they won't look at it in a spiritual way at all they won't look at it as a spiritual crisis
1: and in Canada, they'll kill you, let you kill yourself over it.
2: Yeah, they're like, here's a pod. <laughs> step here's on a, in.
1: Step in. Exactly. The system.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But,
0: well, see, one of the things that when you your work with cults and cult leaders and stuff and all that, does this not tie in? This looks like mm. some of those profiles you were doing.
2: Yeah. That they're, they're they're the dark triad, those cult leaders they're they're infested with something i mean you just look at jim jones and from, from the time he was a young young boy there was something astray but he had trauma you know they have trauma and i think they let things in They something almost takes them over and they become even when he was young like this little weird hypnotic preacher Hitler hitler's same way abuse, psycho, but they they can orotate and manipulate people because they're in despair. They always target on people who are in despair. Germany was, you know, despaired because they won the first, lost the first world war and they, their economy was horrible and their Kaiser got away with it. So they want it to be, you know, they want it to be a good country again. And you get a psychopath who takes advantage of that. Jim Jones, he took advantage, the majority of people he took advantage of were poor, were, were black people. And he's saying he wasn't racist so they they focus in on a weakness just like a demon does
0: yes that's what i'm saying and it they
2: slowly so- lure you
0: yes jerry looks 100%. like a talk so and then well just to round it back to what jerry was saying so the maid system so what i've been seeing is this has taken over all of our governing org uh, and these yeah. entities are in our all of our governments. And yeah. some of the worst examples are with the Canadian made system. <laughs> they this are is,
1: our governments.
0: They, they are our governments. And and that system alone and looking at the propaganda around it and the simplicity and ease of how they put it up forward looks very, very demonic to me. It, it is unbelievable how that is playing out and I think they have that in France I know they have that in Oregon over here not to the same degree Canada's like taking it to a different level but that's coming everywhere I think
2: it is so slick and so tricky um and you can tell that people are buying it have never don't understand that to kill yourself is like really a bad thing to do like it's it's God really doesn't want you to kill yourself and the fact that the government is so incompetent that they're offering this to people instead of real care is pretty disgusting. It's cheaper. Exactly. It's cheaper. Well, it's serving
0: and... it's serving a, a, a dark purpose though. This is this is violent delight. Is
2: it like do you think it's like sacri- I think it's sacrifice personally?
0: I think it's a sacrifice. I think it's absolutely violent delights. And I think these things are feeding off of that 100%. And I'm so curious as to how the recycling system is going. You know, when we talk spiritually about recycling and all this, and this goes into whatever people want to think about the ET experience, because that It goes separate, but what we have heard, and not only what we've heard from the ET experience, So if we go back to the writings of uh, Lovecraft and all this, um, I think Whisper, the Whisper in Darkness or whatever, I can't remember that one. Whisper but in the Darkness. Yeah, thank you. And um, my friends Matt and Andrew made a film out of that. Anyway, so. And I've seen it. uh Yeah, they have the Historical Society in L.A. Anyway, so uh the the idea of recycling and the idea of of um manipulating soul energy whatever that is
1: that whole et and, moon
0: yes the net the yes.
1: frequency net that capture souls when they reincarnate yeah
0: yes and like this whole idea of the false light and all this i think all of this is kind of playing in to this on some level there are threads that if you start pulling them you can see that there are dots connecting all this stuff together and this has a very demonic signature to me and that made system in canada is just like a feeding trough
2: yeah and you know what's really um compelling and i talked about this like why why do the demons want like why do they want to do this it's because they're war with God, they've been expelled, they're angry, and they want to turn as many people away from God as they can. So if you're doing a suicide, you know, they're like, ha you know, they want, they want as many people to turn away from the light that would make them happy. That's does, what they want.
1: Does it technically count as a suicide if you don't, if you're not the one pulling the trigger?
2: Yeah, well, you are making the decision. Finally, you get absolutely. coaxed into
0: it, and your you choice you contract.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. you you, you contract, contract. You do make the decision now. If they're if they're hurting you into something and gassing you and killing you against yeah, your will, obviously, obviously not.
0: Obviously, not.
2: but but you are ultimately you still have the decision right now. I mean, you don't have to. I don't know if that will change. It's it's a scary, slippery slope. I was never for this in Canada. I don't know how. I mean, Trudeau is a psychopath yes He there's something he's wrong a with demon. him he's a demon he, yeah he's a demon he's like look at my look at my sexy socks look how awesome i am
1: <laughs> watch <laughs> me get my fake vaccine today yeah um that's right and you know there's a common thread behind all these so-called possessed leaders it's a wef
2: mm. Klaus
1: Schwab. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about a head demon, that dude is a good candidate right there, Klaus Schwab.
0: He's like an archetype. I mean, he's a classic. <laughs>
2: he classic. It's like Dr. You know, Evil you know, that suit that he was in. Apparently, yes. that was the he was doing a speech at some kind of university or yes. something like that. Yes. And that's their suit. And I'm, yes. and they're like, well, he, he just wore it because it was their suit. I'm like, well, they have a pretty sick, twisted suit then. And um, he's, you know, he's obviously really oblivious to the fact that he looked like a psychotic supervillain. And he has a German accent. Americans are like, what? <laughs> and and, and
1: his father was a nazi and his father
0: was a
2: nazi
0: yeah he's i mean he's he's first class he's like if we're if we're giving these titles you know he's definitely like a, a you know he's above duke for sure i mean he he's a he's a high ranking whatever's in him is a high ranking demon and we're looking at a picture of him
2: isn't and it's he unbelievable.
0: Awesome. He reminds me of the guy in um what's his name in Star Wars, the evil dude. Not Star Darth Vader? Vader, the emperor oh, right there, the, the Emperor um, Palpatine. <laughs> Just give him a hood. <laughs> yeah.
2: It is so creepy and they they I mean they're infiltrated everywhere wef is infiltrated everywhere mm-hmm. um I, I i wonder i've never really focused on what's above him there's got to be something above him i don't know it's if he's to, doing some crazy ritual or something's influencing him but there's like there's some there's it's just I, I think too crazy
1: i really do think that there is a layer of control above the physical realm here Mm-hmm. So whatever whatever is controlling these people, I don't think it's other humans. No. Like not the White Dragon Society in China. I, you know, I don't buy that. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's something else. Maybe ModWiz could tell us all about the Dragon Societies. I think he was into that back then. Hi, ModWiz. He's, he's in chat.
0: Hey, ModWiz. Radagast.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone else in chat.
0: Yeah, hello, everyone. I'm not there, obviously, but...
1: We love you. Thank you for coming.
0: Yes, hello. Um, And I'm sure, is Oswald out there?
1: He is. And he has questions already that I've got written Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. Oswald always has questions, so I'm sure you have them, Jerry.
1: I do. He wanted to know about uh, what Melissa knew about any cults in Victoria.
2: Okay, well, you know... What was he? Just give me a second here. Um I know that Victoria is a hot spot of Vancouver Island for the occult and for satanism and for any anything like that. Um as far as cults, look, I I I didn't study any specific cults. I know there used to be a cult on the island that was in Nanaimo is Brother 12. this was way in the 30s and 40s but there are little satanic cults there's witchcraft groups there's just pagans and you know people who just are interested in it but if you want to i was in a bookstore there and that's where i found um you know hard to get aleister crowley books i mean it's it's big there and and the island certainly certainly is a strange spot of cults but i i've heard you know they're hard to point to i've heard of satanic cults i've seen them post things on bulletin boards and laundry rooms hard laundry laundromat sorry and strange stuff but there is this group there's an island where brother 12 operated his cult back in the 30s before he got busted and took off and they're strangely enough there's still remnants there and this newspaper company Black something, not Black Rock, Black something, I can't remember the name. They went out of their way to purchase it all. So I found it interesting that they want it they wanted so badly to purchase this property where there's still buildings and stuff of this famous cult leader on the island. I thought, what are they up to? What's, what's the owner of that company up to? It was really creepy. So there are still people there who um, operate that, but I've never heard of and focused on any major cult on Vancouver Island. I know if you go to Switzerland, you're gonna find like 10,000 operating cults. Like it's massive cult city, probably because they have Swiss bank and stuff like that, but it's huge with cults, Switzerland. That's where the Billy Meyer cult is. But I don't think, I mean, there's. it's so easy to run a cult. You could run a cult on anything. And I think honestly today, most of your cults are gonna be online anyways.
0: There's a lot of influencers out there, Melissa, that I'm mm-hmm. not going to name names, but I see big cults around in just the like truther community and stuff like that. And it's amazing. And how fast they go from zero to 60.
2: Yeah. and And again, cults are happening because people are looking for something to fulfill an empty spiritual void that they have because they're in the land of materialism all the time that's my belief anyways i think they're lacking something and they're looking for something that society hasn't given them or hasn't shown them that hey and and a lot of times they go in for dark things or like you'll get a cult leader who says he is jesus or he'll claim he's some super special person i mean people if somebody's claiming that run there you know that's like the biggest red flag if they're especially magic and more important than you uh, no <laughs> you know, get so, out like it's it's so creepy that's creepy that's not that's not being humble before god
0: well and it doesn't even matter if you're religious or not that's just like the main red flag when this person when a person is the special one and yeah. they got all the answers and you need to go go through them to get the answers that is yeah classic it's a big red flag and also a lot of them run on doom Mm -hmm. end of days death cult end of days is big money and it has been forever since the beginning of days
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's day one let's talk about the end (laughs) they're like hell why not I mean, there's one thing about
0: being aware of all the fuckery going on. There's another thing, you know, and talking about it and unraveling all of this. That's one thing. That's not do me to me. Yeah. But these people that are constantly telling you that, that, I mean, I don't even know how to parse it out because some people are so subtle. They're very subtle with it. And, you know, a lot of times like i said the biggest thing like you said the biggest thing is if they have the answers and you don't If they're special and you're not or if there's some initiatic process to get to be special that should ring a that should you know that should be a red flag as well and we see this in a lot of fraternal orders and in general like is always being said it's not your goth kids over here it's not the adams family people it's the cosby's you know it's the it's the cleavers it's it's the normal or put together people it's 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 just so funny how the image of of darkness that people consider the scary stuff it's like a reverse, you know, think about the serial killer, Ted Bundy. I mean, he was like a normal guy with charisma and he didn't have anything creepy about him except for he would kill you. But there's something to that. And for some reason it still just is hilarious to me that people will point to people that like to dress witchy or people that, um, you you know, even like Wiccans, come on. Wiccans love the earth. I mean, the, it's stupid. It's just it's so stupid. I
2: mean, anything can turn into a cult, you know. And what you have to remember is cult leaders, the psychopaths, they they're everywhere. They're, like it just say it's the Catholic church. There's just here. No, no, no. They look for whatever thing that they can prey on. So they'll they'll go into any group that has their targeted victim. And they're never going to start off saying they're Jesus. They're going to start off saying, hey. You know they're they're, they look at people and they're like they they have this sense of who's a good victim and who is naive and who's in a bad situation in their life and then they know the people who are going to call their bullshit they know how to do that and they sort those people out and they're going to start and they're going to see maybe you have some low self-esteem maybe you're just out of university maybe you've gone through a divorce who knows what it is but they'll come up and they'll just start saying nice things to you and they'll start trying to feed your confidence like no one ever has before. And that's how they'll start. They might even send somebody else out to do it, like a girl. And it'll be an awkward boy. And she'll be like, hey, and pretend she's interested in him. Like, it's so subtle. And you won't even see it. Because they'll they'll say, hey, you're like, like, hey, you know, your music's really good. You're a really good writer. I can't believe no one's ever told you that before. But I'm telling you it. You know, and that's how they'll start. It won't start with all the holy rolling stuff that's that's what's interesting people think they're they're going to see some evil thing and it's usually just some real innocent comment where just like I talked demons can do the same thing they'll just be like you know what like you're actually really smart you know they just try to feed your ego and may, they they're good they know people who need it and who are lacking and who are desperate for something
0: Yeah. And this is, this is the psychology behind it. And, but then they, when they start separating people from their, their own communities and they start isolating that whole process. And, and then, so you can take someone who's really open-minded, which is probably how they ended up in that position and who's a seeker and just searching and they don't even have to have depression or anything else going on and they get in the hands of somebody charismatic and that charismatic person just slowly does what you're saying like almost like love bombing and um creating value and confidence building in a creepy cringy way there's a difference between being authentic and uh, and being a predator and there there's subtleties here and they take advantage of the subtleties and so often you know a lot of this is religious based and that's why i'm saying wiccans i'm sorry they're just not culty and evil and Mm -hmm. generally witches that i under you know are not it's not usually those types it's these other types it can be your psychologist it can be your psychoanalyst it it can be, it definitely can be your pastor and, um and you know, we've got the process church and we've got all these other things to look at. And it's just funny how, how an image like somebody who likes to wear all black will take will be the scapegoat because I'm one of those people, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a witchy poo. And, you know, it's, so, it's just always so funny to me to think about the judgment well, people throw on me just by the way i dress and the stuff i like
2: well and the thing is is the whole cult thing relies on group that they know that people like to be in a group they like to be accepted and once you get them in there they won't call you out people like i'm the same way i wear a lot of black You are it's totally unlikely. What
0: you do right now, you've got <laughs> the witchiest, beautiful wallpaper behind you. You're, you know, you look like um, Morticia right well, now. Come on, girl.
2: Thanks. <laughs> but I, I'm like I'm saying, like, um, we're more independent. Like, I'm more, I'm more or less likely to get into a group and be really um, skeptical of it. You know, to see me as a possible cult leader is hilarious because that sounds like way too much work to me to manage a whole bunch of people and try to control them. That <laughs> that sounds exhausting. I'm like, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, go go get your own, go get someone else to be here. I couldn't do it. I'd be like, you know, really, I'm kind of tired today. Could you just go away? I'm sort of watching TV. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, I, I think I'm, i I want to go to the gym. I I don't I don't want to instruct you on cult. I don't you don't want to brainwash you today. Sorry. You know, it just yeah. doesn't sound it sounds like too much work to me, but you know, I'm not a, a dark triad me- megalomaniac psycho. And most people don't understand that. What they're they don't even know what they're looking for.
0: Yeah, it's predator energy. And it it and if you don't know the signature of somebody that's being real and authentic around you, then it's easy to get pulled in by those types. If you've grown up in a family that was full of just say, since we're using psychological terms, just say full of narcissists, you don't really know what love is.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, you yeah. know what that kind I, of I love have, is I had
2: a fa- I have a family of total narcissists. So I, I'm there. I should be in a cult by now. But I think um I want I don't for whatever reason, I was like, oh yeah, I know, I know what you're up to.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's because you learned and, and mm-hmm. probably the hard way. And so oh, yes. that that's the thing. Some of us do learn the hard way. I did too. Love was always used. Love is always used. It's a classic one to use. And that's yeah. why it's really important to understand what real love bombing is, as opposed to empathetic, uh, real, you know, cause some people are very lovey and they are just naturally that way. And they're not trying to mm-hmm. game you. And it's, it's, it's something to understand this, these nuances. That's why it's important, but these highly efficient predators understand how to use that against people. And, uh, you know, as much experience as I've had in this, I've been got before and not even that long ago. So it, it can happen to any of us at any time. It's really, it's tricky. And it's very sad when when it happens and then you tear yourself up more like how did I allow this to happen
2: yeah because well you know you get vulnerable and you you like to feel good and you want to feel welcome somewhere and maybe you've been an oddball all your life and you're like wow I finally fit in and it's all a ruse unfortunately or Or it's not because the person likes you and wants to get to know you and and likes you as a person and authentically wants to talk to you. It's they want something from you and they're gonna use you until they get it and then they're gonna abuse you and discard you,
0: yeah, it's like any old common pimp,
2: uh-huh,
1: but that's true of almost everything in life,
0: and that oh, makes oh, th- my case for this being a hellscape,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a realm of death It goes along with the death cults. only makes sense that there are death cults in a realm of death because the only thing that happens here is that people and things die
0: yep that's mm-hmm. that is that's the the pillar of fate yeah you can you know except for there's the transhumanism agenda which is um Trying to cheat it. And they have been, these beings have been body jumping for as long as there have been <laughs> bodies. So this is why we see this in certain bloodlines. This is what we see in in certain rituals like the baptism of the dead, or in certain things like the solo deck tarot deck, mm-hmm. which is a, a great example of this. And um in invaders, is that it? Intruders, the book Intruders, and the series. Yeah. This narrative is out there. Skeleton keys, another good example of it, the body jumping entities. And, you know, we can loosely call them a lot of different things, but these things are staying in this realm and they want to stay in this realm that we have definitely identified as You're not free here. You come in here and this is not a realm of freedom. So whatever you think it is, it's not that. You come in and you got to pay to play every which way you go. And if you have a good middle class or upper class childhood, then you get a nice childhood and you get into the world and they help you out. But then at some point you got to pay to play. Lower class people and a lot of middle class people under the mid- to lower middle-class people understand that it's a hustle baby and if you don't get on that wheel you're going to fall off and where are you going to fall you're going to fall to the street and then what's going to happen etc and big bank big brother is going to be taxing you every which way from your from your paycheck to the food you buy to the to the movie you go to to the the now the flatulence you put out and and all (laughs) of it yeah. Every which way we are slaves here and people somehow have convinced yeah. themselves that we're not in a slave hellish realm. And I get the idea that you attract the law of attraction and all that, but the things yeah. that we're attracting are beautiful are from somewhere else and we're projecting them out that's why some of us do have beauty in our lives that's why some of us have leisure and have have beautiful yards and beautiful things because these are reflections of what's inside of us and absolutely and that, you know, you can see how that, that piggybacks out. And so why we're seeing so much of this hellishness is there is a lot of this now at play where we're seeing all the poisons hatch out from people, all the dark fears, the terrors have been released, the terror demons yeah. have been released, and they work in conjunction with the principalities and the powers.
2: That's right.
1: And there's 100%. A, the whole thing about the lower fourth dimension merging with the third dimension. Really? Yeah.
0: It's a, elaborate I, on that, Jerry, for people that don't. know. I don't, I don't know much
1: about. about it. I hear a lot about it. I've people have been talking about it for at least ten years. That uh, so, uh, what what we call the astral plane is actually. According to some people that I follow, uh, the what we consider the astral plane, the dream time, whatever, is actually a construct that was built to control people. Because in the real, quote-unquote, astral plane, um, it's long and involved. Basically, in, in the actual, in the real astral plane, and and the way apparently humans used to be. That they would create, energetically create in this astral dream time realm what they want to manifest in the physical realm. And when they awoke, and if they put enough energy or whatever into it, it would happen. So <clears throat> the, the powers that be, the controllers, whomever, whatever, the Anunnaki, uh, broke us so we couldn't do that by putting up this fake astral realm where we have limited energetic capabilities and that's where all these parasites live in this lower fourth lower astral lower fourth dimension whatever you want to call
2: it is it like a trap no when we die can we get sucked in there
1: i don't think so it's more like a, a a playpen oh That's kind of the impression I got from it. It's more of a playpen instead of being the expansive realm that it could be, or that it actually is. And I don't know if this is true. I have no idea. It's just things that I've heard from a lot of different people. Anyway, this this sandbox, if you will, of uh, the astral realm that we're exposed to is merging into our, our realm. And that... That sandbox was apparently loaded with energetic parasites of all types, which is essentially the same thing as a demon to me. You know, some have more power than others, but for the most part, they're just energetic parasites. So that could be an explanation for it too, if that was true, why it's more prevalent.
2: So, because these realms are merging, we're seeing it. Yes. more and yes. going what what the hell happened to my america or my that like what's going on here
1: to my world and we're
2: calling it out yeah 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 it makes sense like me and my husband we'll have this conversation and i'll be like you know things were not like this in the 80s i'm sorry i and we still had technology and it wasn't like this but there's something really really wrong here and i'm like my son doesn't even see it because he's so used to it and i just feel sad that like my son's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my God, son, it's crazy here. Like, like, like you have no idea what's happening. It's, it's, it's insane. (laughs) He just looks at me like I'm, I'm the crazy one. Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, that's what happens when all you do is sit behind (sighs) your computer and you never got out and saw reality.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and for us older people, I mean, I'm 10 years older than you, probably more. Yeah. Um, the world we grew up in, Nish too, she's around my age. The world we grew up in is gone. <laughs> like completely gone. It's completely different. and That's I don't... why
2: I've done everything gothic retro 70s in my office.
1: <laughs> I love it and I love it. <laughs> I just, I, and I'm sure a lot of this goes back to that, that old cliche of the older people looking at the young kids going i get off my lawn you know like the you Mm -hmm. newfangled rock and roll kids and that kind of generational thing but i don't think it was ever so stark i don't think
2: no i don't think so and i don't think it was ever so nihilistic and one of the things that i noticed i don't one of the things that there was always still hope and you had this dream and family, there was all that stuff still being promoted. One of the things that I've noticed is that as say the war, the people who were in the war generation and they were babies, they're dying, they're all going away. And I think, I thought, you know, I think that's why things feel even more weird because I can feel their energy leaving it's gone that 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 information is gone with them i had that when my grandmother died in 2019 i remember sitting in bed going she's gone i can't ask her i'll forget because it's not my memory i can't ask her anymore like it's gone the information i felt like this sadness because this information was gone and so more and more this is happening and what's left in this planet that's reproducing information is younger and younger people and yeah like what what they're bringing forth in their mind and what they're projecting out is kind of fucked up if you ask me
1: yes and on top of all that we've got the digitization of our history happening you know all of all of our information is being digitized and it's susceptible to being changed on the fly which we know is happening we just don't know to what degree and it's limited in in its capability like we don't have good records going back past a hundred years online. It's all in books and it's unlikely that stuff will ever make it online completely, you know, like every book. So we're going to lose a lot of our history and, and texts and whatnot at some point in the future. It's not going to be available because the books will no longer be available or not be sold or, You know what i'm saying it's all going to be online and they're just not going to have ever caught up to reality and i don't know it's just it's it's a bad situation in like 50 60 years 100 years maybe i mean what will they look back on as traditional at that point what what's the basis for everything other than technology i I think
2: that's why there's there's companies now trying to be more traditional and I'm, I guess that's probably why I started Ghostly Archives is to take stuff I have that's not online and try to put it there. But, I mean, they could change it. They could cancel me out. They could they could edit. I mean, they can do anything. Right, I know. Switch it. They can make it not ever existed. They can make me not have ever existed.
1: They could. They oh, could
2: they, disappear. They're editing, the editing yeah. is
0: almost lifetime now. Um, the, It's good. The... the A.I. programs, not the sentient anything, the A.I. programs for editing fast with the metadata is really fast. Now it's it's slick and they are absolutely changing stuff. And so not only are we, at least in America, under a book ban of all kinds of different books now that you that are considered contraband, basically. Um, And there's a whole list and the list
1: for anyone or just in schools.
0: No all over there's a whole book there's a whole go to um the nih uh, Dave Paxton knows a little thing about this I'm curious out there that. yeah, there's whole books you can't well, let me start with telling you that you can't have um the uh uh what is the classic one with what book? about
2: what about to kill a mockingbird uh,
0: like uh, there's a whole the anarchist so cookbook is
1: what you're thinking of
0: that's, that's the, that's the first, that's the flagship one, but there's a whole bunch now that you're not supposed to have. They're not supposed to sell them. And, um, so there's that I've been tracking this. So I have screenshot, I have a whole file of screenshots on this. There's new books all the time that are happening that are considered contraband. And so I don't know if the, how they're enforcing it, but I know that they're saying these books are dangerous and because they're dangerous, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. And then in, in di- the digital world, they're going in and they're changing books. So I keep screenshots yeah. of all this too. They're changing actual verbiage in the books. Yeah. And so the hard copy book will be completely different in some cases than the the digital version and this goes into even fiction and um and and sci-fi and stuff because of whatever whatever reasons i don't know this is a sickness this is an agenda and it's going deeper it's like when i was trying to tell people uh, 10 years ago that the site my life was set up by the chinese as a social credit system everyone i know every one I know, no exceptions. Told me I was balla crazy, and that that shit would shite would never happen here. I'm trying to use the better English word so I don't get in trouble. That um, the uh, that would never happen here. That it's impossible, and I'm I'm out of my mind. And what are we looking at? We are on the door it's already happened the firewall on the internet is ridiculous you can't do a proper search anymore and all you get is uh i don't care what server you're using here all you get is the approved algorithmic responses usually searches are now just presenting what a few pages where back Mm -hmm. in the old days We had hundreds of pay, you could just go on endlessly through all the junk, all the good stuff. It was, was glorious, it was fabulous we are under such an extreme firewall right now and people just think it's normal and people just think oh it's the algorithm pushing up five pages no look for shit you used to look for and see if you can find it if you've been a seeker a rabbit holer you can't find this stuff anymore I can't find my own personal stuff that I know I put out there let alone other people's stuff this is real and it's happening and there's no way a reason a rhyme why we should sugarcoat it and act like it's 20 30 years down the road we're living in it right now
2: yeah it is uh very disturbing and yeah it's nihilistic but i mean i my only hope is that really you know how they say you know tough times you know weak men make tough times and tough times make strong men i can only hope that that cycle means that this isn't forever. I, you know, I can only hope that. I don't know what else. I sometimes I think it's just all out of my hands.
1: I have to share this with you. So, um, because
2: they're creating, we're creating tough times for ourselves unknowingly, it's oh, not. Absolutely. It's going to be hell.
1: That's I, the whole, yeah.
2: I don't even think we've seen the worst yet.
1: That's the whole fourth turning idea
0: we have not you're melissa you're correct this is oh, oh, all yeah. we're spiraling down
1: <laughs> I, got, I got to share this with you so that that cycle you just described that whole I, i'm pretty sure it's like the fourth turning idea yeah there was this kid who moved to new york city from iowa a couple of years ago and was just enamored with the bodegas and how people mm-hmm. lived in the city coming from a smaller town and he was making TikTok videos. And <laughs> there were people critiquing his videos. It was funny. I won't get into it. But anyway, they called him Bodega Chad. Um, someone made this meme. Which I, I will put, <laughs> I'll put a link in it. But I thought it was really funny. That's the guy. And then this was one of the guys who was uh, critiquing him.
2: God, he looks—he looks like the crazy girlfriend meme. I know,
1: totally. yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. And where's my? Oh my goodness! <laughs> window. Here's that.
0: Here's that.
1: Meme. There we go. I don't know what all that crap is on there, but there you go. Oh, it's too long. God damn it, Tony. Anyway, talk amongst
2: yourselves. (laughs) So, uh, go ahead. Yes, Melissa. No, go ahead.
0: So, I I do think that, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not out trying to be a doomer. I'm just trying to be a realist. And as I've been following and tracing all this stuff all along, it's continued to get worse. Not better. Not for our betterment none of the technology seems to be coming out for our betterment it seems to be more in line for a deeper sense of enslavement and tracking and 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 how do we you know there's no way to sugarcoat that we shouldn't sugarcoat that we should look at that straight on and we should call it as we see it instead of thinking well you know it'll We shouldn't normalize it. And this is the thing with being I'm a solid Gen Xer. And so, you know, I do remember the 80s really well. And, um, and, you know, part of the 70s. And it's, it was a whole different world. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on and there are waves of bad stuff as well, but the the actual signature, the energetic signature of this realm isn't anywhere near that. It, it It's not even comparable. I don't even know how you can compare the energetic signatures from those decades to where we are now post the turn of the century and um and it's getting normalized and children are being this new wave and i i I said this from the beginning and i know other people have too is that you know we're bringing in a new race of people they've they've been augmented in one way or another they're coming into a world that has no connection to uh to really the old world which was more analog there's no connection to that and um i can't think somebody was talking about it might have been Lalita on her latest show they're talking about the rave kids and how these kids are playing um you know she would teach she she's done a lot of stuff but she had like a horse camp or something real horses Real horses, right? Real horses, mm-hmm. how you deal with real horses. And these kids would come in and they would know all about horses because of their apps. They were playing with them and online and all this. And then they wouldn't know what to they would think they knew what they were doing. You know, you clean their 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 hooves and I can't even remember all the stuff when I grew up with horses. Um, but anyway, they didn't even know what to do with the real horses like that's this is the disconnect so digitally it's one thing analog it's another and a lot of these kids aren't even interested in the natural world at all and this is the new generation coming in they are different now and i I don't even need
2: into the matrix
0: born into it born into it a deeper layer of slavery than say conceptually we were
2: yeah I mean, I didn't even have TV really. I mean, maybe three channels, but I never watched. I didn't have TV when I was young. You just played outside all day long.
0: Yeah, we we get kicked out.
1: Yep, same Go for outside. me. Yeah, we weren't allowed to watch TV. And I was, like
2: my, my. I had to fight my parents for it. Come on.
1: And there were <laughs> TV shows that I was not allowed to watch. Like I was not allowed to watch The Three Stooges as a kid. Yeah, because my parents felt wow. it was too violent.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs>
0: imagine <laughs> now though. But the the Stooges were, you know, they were always there's all kind of antics, but imagine that now. I mean, cause because that's like nothing. I like know, I well, know.
2: and the one thing I, I think that's really weird now, and this ties back into the demonic, is the over sexualization, not healthy sexualization, the over sexualization of a culture to some weird extent now where they're they're confusing everything.
0: Oh, it's terrible. Like, it's it's
2: so over, like, I've never seen anything. some Gen Z is apparently not that sexual. Like, they're, like, kind of, like, not even doing it. But but they're over-sexualized on the internet in a weird, perverse, unnatural way.
0: Well, they're, you know, transvestites are everywhere. And I don't think people should confuse transvestites with transgenders. Transgenders Mm -hmm. are trying to pass and you, a lot of them, you wouldn't even know you're next to one. And they're definitely not part of like this agenda. The transvestites I think we need to start understanding these differences are a whole different thing. And there's a huge amount of pedophiles within transvestites. These are the ones that look like your football player that puts on a terrible wig and doesn't know how to to (laughs) tuck. And, And, you know, they're just, they're, they're, you know, they just need to remain in sex clubs and not sexualizing our children and all that. This is a big deal, and that I didn't grow up around that. I didn't see that, okay. and I've grown up around a lot of gay culture. I love because I was a childhood model. Gays were everywhere. I love gays and and trans mm-hmm. people. Real trans people were everywhere, but guess what? They were rare. And uh, again, they were fringe. They were fringe they and still rare. Are. This, right the real ones are but uh, everything's like now it's like these weird pedophile transvestites everywhere these weird like weaponized people frothing at the mouth about everything meanwhile they're you know they're 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 genociding us because they're sterilizing our kids through all this
2: Yeah, and if they're not, I mean, the kids are literally becoming addicted to porn, and therefore they can't even function normal. So it's like nothing. But will the porn. Look nothing the would. Porn. Nothing would. It's it's creepy.
0: But look at the porn. The porn these days is crazy. So it's furry porn. It's all this weird, yeah. like extreme, crazy kinds of porn. It's again yeah. the transvestitism furry porn, all these weird, uh, these weird fetishes that are just so unbelievable that were beyond the fringe when, uh, you know, during my growing up and I was all, I'm a Gen Xer. We love gender bending. We love pushing boundaries. We loved all that stuff. And yet what i see now is apps and it, we had an artful take on it as well it was like rebel rebel it was an artful thing
2: yeah, but you didn't want to go teach a four-year-old it
0: you didn't no. want to expose you didn't it to someone Sexualize who couldn't understand
2: them. that's, no, that's and weird the,
0: se- the sexualizing of kids is wrong wherever whatever and yeah. anywhere you're talking about it's absolutely exactly. abhorrent and the fact that the, the books that they're, they're feeding these children and that the parents don't have any control over it. This is not, this is, I'm sorry, it's not a beautiful world. This is a hellscape.
2: Yeah. And the demons are running the madhouse, unfortunately.
0: They are, and that's what it looks like.
1: And I think the overall agenda behind all this is transhumanism. I think once everyone's confused yeah. on genders and then we get robot bodies and the demons can live in and robot androids and have bodies here in this realm. I think that's the whole, that's where everything. That's the
0: trans
2: agenda. That's yes. the bigger- Yes. Uh, that's the, the, over-arching. the bigger trans agenda. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I agree. Oh, Jesus, take the will. I'm just going to go back to God. I'm like, I'm out. See you later. <laughs> where's one of those pods again no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding i wouldn't do that Sorry, I well, no that, that's why it's so important to to say no you're not like say the truth yeah you the know? power of no. no
0: the power yeah. of no is a big deal
1: which leads very well into this question from dave paxton thank you for the super chat dave unnecessary but appreciate it
0: dave give another super chat uh I, I think I, that's two now.
1: Maybe it was him. I don't remember. Well, we got we got three tonight, and thank you very much for those.
0: Well, make sure some shekels get to me, Jer.
1: Doctor Strange, yes, it's second from Dave. You can have it all. Thank
0: you, thank you, Dave. I don't. It's been like a year and a half, two years. I haven't gotten a payment. Dave, thank you very much. The super chats are very welcome, but I think <clears throat> buy me a coffee is a better option because they don't take all the money. Yeah,
1: and I don't get any of it. All right, so his question was, given what you know and see, how do you turn it off and see the peace? Is that possible once you see the veil?
2: Well, I know me and my husband, like we were doing a lot on X or Twitter, and we had to tone it down and get away and start thinking about positive stuff and the things that we want to see in this world, as opposed to what is in this world. Um i just feel like you know a lot of the older generations are going and they're not going to be here for long and we're gen x we're going to be here for a while and it's it's our job to um really because the the reason they want to control everything and they want to monitor everything is they want to control our thoughts because they know that our thoughts equal things it equals movements, it equals stuff on in this world. They know this. They, they understand the secret or they understand a lot of these things. That's why they use such heavy propaganda and they manipulate and they confuse everybody. And I just think we have to get away from it. And I don't know if you're going to meditate. I don't know if you're going to get back into something with the Bible or look at the God or light. But we have to have periods of time where we're not on the Internet. And we're away from it and we can be positive and do things that we like and not get wrapped up the same way that Gen Z is because we're still here for a while and we can we can make a difference still and we can influence Gen Z as well. If we're if we're not wrapped up in technology and we're focusing on positive stuff that we want, it's not that we don't know that there's bad stuff out there. It's just it's going to bring our vibration down and pull us into that whatever shithole that it wants and we've got to stay somehow stay up and away from it and get off the internet and have these moments where we're out just outside I don't care if you're mowing the lawn or you're folding the laundry but you're not wrapped up in it
0: and that's beautifully said and this is this is literally a solid way to move forward we've got to continue to have relationships with nature and with the idea of love and compassion for people the people around us that we love nature alone just getting out and sitting in the garden is so powerful it's unbelievably powerful with no devices just sitting in solitude you don't even have to garden it's just a matter of being in connection with it and then For me, the most healing thing is when I feel this energy that comes from People, I'm clairsentient so it's really difficult. I pick up everybody's shite and it's difficult for me to be around people and right now everyone's hurt, everyone's mourning, everyone's dealing with this massive trauma event that we've been going through and I sit out in the garden and I really feel the trees more than ever. I really feel the the animals around me and I don't even have to garden. I used to garden to do that but right now it's just everything is so electronic just sitting next to a tree is so powerful and if we do this with our kids if we start actually being parents in a way that is mon you know telling our kids you you're gonna have outdoor, you're gonna have outdoor time sorry it's happening you're putting all those devices down and we got to somehow get people back into nature because the thing is we're being cleaved away from it for whatever reasons and and i don't know melissa what goes on in canada but here they have really started to control our access to the public parks and they're making it more difficult they started selling during obama administration they started selling off big chunks of that land and um and it's all pay to play and it's become a difficult thing now in my life used to be able to just kind of wander now it's very monitored and it does it may not feel monitored to people that didn't grow up the way i did and using those the great parks we have here because we have amazing parks here but it is it's very monitored now
2: yeah, I'm, um, you know, I was on Vancouver Island, so there was lots of places you could go that were still unmonitored, but I'm sure that will come. Um, um you know, it was harder. My son is Gen Z. And he's adult now. He's in university, but I still call him and keep tabs on him and try to, you know, I never give up. Like I don't think that he, he's he's not a stupid boy. He's smart. I raised him very meat, meat and potatoes and the nonsense. And his dad's very, you know, not into the woke stuff. So I just keep talking to him and try to keep him talking to me and telling me stuff. And so I kind of know what's going on with him. And that's why I always, I try to influence him and say, go outside. It's really hard. I was that way when I was young, I didn't want to listen to my mom and I thought I knew everything, but I still try to, Hey, you're going to go to the gym. You're going to go. Why don't you stay, get off your computer and take your bus pass and go downtown with your friends and get out with people. And, you know, you know, so you just, I, I don't know. You, Every, if you're in a city, it's going to be monitored and he's in a city right now, but we used to just be able to go on a trail without any monitoring or out in the middle of nowhere in Vancouver Island. And now that I'm in the States, there's places we could still go, but I'm, I don't know very much around, you know, I am still getting used to being in Utah. So I'm sure there's probably like, we were at what last year we went to, um, oh, what's it called? Um. This national park with the sort of the the mono arches national park it's all a lot of roles a lot of structure I understand why but it was still fascinating just to be out there you know and not be at a computer so yeah. if you're Wonderful. still you're still by nature you're still out there and I, I know I guess you just got to make of it what you will i mean the whole world's gonna you're gonna have these city you're gonna have these places that are like little mini concentration camps but they're gonna be called 15-minute cities or whatever so <laughs> you're gonna have to try and stay away from it or or make the best of it and challenge yourself to see good things and what you want even in dire times
0: Oh, we've got to keep the light on. You have to keep your, your light has to keep shining. And, you know, you've landed in a good place. The Pacific Northwest of the United States, which also includes where you used to live, which is obviously not the United States, is my favorite place. I love it out here. And, but the further inland, like the further towards the Midwest and the East Coast, the more densely packed it is, the more, um, I for a lot of people that are that live nomadic lifestyles like the van life and all this because I've done that um the the rules are really strict out there they just don't like you living that lifestyle there and out here this is where everyone does it so there's a whole different sense from the west to the east in the United States I don't know how much exposure you've had but you landed in a good place I can say that so you are seeing I think a better Version yeah. of it, despite you know the fact that it's super. Well, I don't know. You know, I never had a problem with all the Mormons. They don't like. You I know, haven't.
2: I haven't had a problem with the Mormons. Yeah, so
0: far I, I never had a problem. So, um, but because you know, you I haven't do know,
1: Space Jesus yet.
0: <laughs> well, and <laughs> and there are all the you know I don't drink really anymore. I never had a problem with drinking. I just don't. I get it makes me sick so I you know the dry counties and all that don't really affect me and stuff Mm. like that so it wouldn't be something I would notice Um, well you can get
2: alcohol here you just can't uh you can't get lottery can't gamble and you can't get alcohol on a Sunday
0: and I think like marijuana is not legal there and stuff like that Well, that sucks yeah i mean there's <laughs> you know it is it's more conservative than a lot of places but it still is a wide open country and you know yes. it's it's lovely out there
2: yeah it is really
1: i got one more question okay and a super chat from Plutarchos. thank you very much for that um the question is what is your opinion of cryptids in particular the Alba twitch what comes to your mind first
2: well, I don't know what an Elba Twitch is, so. You know, either way. <laughs> I can't so, really uh, answer that. It's like <laughs> I, a,
1: a mini I'm... Bigfoot, hairy man type thing, oh. Pennsylvania area.
2: Interesting.
0: Oh. And is it OG? Well, is it old school? I think so.
2: You know, I I used to do a podcast where we talked about stuff like this because people would see cryptids in places like England where you thought, well, how is that hiding there? Mm. And so, I don't know, it could be from another dimension, we could be projecting it, we could create it as a culture. um, It could really be something that exists in another dimension that just sort of shows up and then disappears. I don't know, but sometimes you're like, like... if especially if it's a big giant ape you're like well how is that wandering around and we're not seeing like there's no evidence right like that's a good question but people are still seeing it so just got to be something
1: yeah it's it's i agree with all those points it's uh it's hard to say it's this or that we just don't know what it is it's a phenomenon that people experience that's all i can say for
0: sure
2: well probably the
0: No, go ahead sorry I'm just saying with that thing with the my Bigfoot encounter I thought maybe they were like fourth dimensional or something I mean it's like how could they exist but then in my encounter I'm like okay these things these things are physical they are real they're real they're stinky and they're real and they're scary and they have this like they have some sort of Abilities that we don't, because you feel them inside your, your, your body feels them too. I, I don't know how to describe wow. it. Scary.
2: That's fascinating i might have to write do a story or get something up about cryptids i don't normally focus on cryptids that's why i was like oh i don't i mean i've heard of them but i've always focused on a lot of ghostly folklore and i was always interested in like you know the fact that are humans still around or do they our relatives visit us after we die do we get ghostly omens you know are demons here fucking with us <laughs> I guess it's a very human thing for me. So I never really focused on cryptids, but I might have to have a look.
1: It's interesting. It's There are rabbit holes that go nowhere, like everything else. <laughs> so good luck with that. All right, cool. Well, this has been a great chat. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a quick two oh. hours.
2: <clears throat> no problem. It was great to be back on, and I'm glad I got to catch up with you guys in chat. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. And uh, you're always welcome back anytime. Thank you, Nish.
0: Yes. Thank you, Melissa. Uh, it's always oh. fun to talk with you. It ha- well, has felt like forever. And I'm so proud of you for getting this new show going. And I think, yeah, it's you, you guys
2: will have to come on too. You guys will have to talk about some experiences.
1: I have a ghost story to tell, so I could tell that.
0: I got a couple too, girl. But Jerry and I oh, can come yeah. on and we'll get spooky with you.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I lived. I lived in a legit haunted house for like 15 years. Wow! All right, cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, at the end of November with uh, Rufus Cat with Aaron. That should be a good show. I know Nish you like talking to him.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh,
1: and then Aaron's we're gonna great. we're gonna take December off, and we'll be back for next year for the new season. Season seven
0: season 89 <laughs> season
1: season seven
0: There's,
1: we're going to our seventh season
0: so what about so melissa let's get your deets out there so people can yeah find i'm sorry you that. i forgot that
2: it's okay it's okay um well you know the easiest thing is to go to the website it's ghostlyarchives.com that's uh plural ghostly archives um x like i said x is very political so be warned if you follow me there, but the links are on my website. So I'm on X, I believe I'm. I've got a Facebook group, a Facebook page that I just opened up. You know, I'm on TikTok. So I don't really do much there and Instagram, but yeah, the website has everything. The website also has a thing called the Vault. It's an archive of all my some of my favorite former uh stuff on podcasts I did in the past, also former articles, and a lot of times I try to write a companion like write out my sort of podcasts in a blog post so i do companion pieces with actual posts sometimes if i have time so there's a blog running up there as well so check it out
1: all right i put all these links are in the description there you go now they're all in the description (laughs) and anyone can find them there in the show notes all right, cool. Thanks. We'll see you guys. we uh, will be back in a couple weeks. And uh, that's all I got. Have a great thank
0: night. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jerry. Thank, thank you, Melissa. You, thank you, thank you,
2: thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone.